You are listening to episode number 53, Confidence Boost Over 40, Where to Begin and Embrace the Amazing. Good morning, good morning, and welcome to another insightful episode of the Nicole Banks Podcast, the go-to destination for women over 40 seeking to ignite their self-confidence and, of course, gain crystal clear clarity in their lives. Hi, I'm Nicole Banks, the author of The Second Act Formula, life coach and expert at helping women grow into the best versions of themselves. This podcast is peppered with a variety of women's topics for personal growth and development. If you're looking for ways to get unstuck, this podcast covers it all. Bringing you fresh new ideas every Monday. Get ready. Great things are about to happen. I am your host, Nicole Banks, your trusted life coach and companion on this journey. Welcome back. After a long holiday weekend, from my family to yours, we hope you had a great one. I personally got an opportunity to unplug, to relax, to unwind, and absolutely 100% be present. Family that was with us. So we laid in the pool, we had a barbecue, just laughs, giggles and total relaxation. I hope you had one as today's topic is one of my favorite. Of course, it's all about self-confidence. This is my niche and I love, love, love the results the clients get. It's interesting how we think of what self-confidence is, right? Self-confidence, of course, is the attitude about your skills and abilities. It means you accept and trust yourself and have a sense of control in your life. Yeah, I said it. That's what it's about. However, Today, we are going to dive into this topic about self-confidence after 40, because we know that this is the phase in our lives that's kind of like a canvas waiting to be painted with the colors of self-assuredness and purpose. So if you're just tuning in, you may personally have felt the tugs of your age or social pressures, or sometimes it could just simply be life's ups and downs on your self-esteem on your self-confidence. But here's the truth, ladies. It is never too late to embark on this journey of self-confidence. Ever, ever, never, ever, ever too late. Let's dive into it. Our first step is self-awareness. We must intimately know where we stand today, both mentally and emotionally. I am going to repeat that. We must intimately know where we stand today, both mentally and emotionally. So what I would like for you to do for the ladies that are listening, driving, walking on the treadmill, you're out walking in mother nature, you're hiking, you're baking cookies, whatever it is that you're doing, and you don't have time to do this right now. What I do want you to do is reflect upon your strengths, grab a piece of paper and a pencil and just write down all the things that you know you are good at, you know you are strong at. Then you're going to write down your vulnerabilities. What are things that maybe you can improve on, maybe you would like to improve on? The third list is literally your deepest fears. What scares you the most? And understand that this exercise is not about judgment, but about understanding 
it's almost literally, it is almost like a person being in debt and not knowing the numbers. How do I not know the numbers? How, because we don't want to face it. We don't know what to do with it. It becomes overwhelming. It's the same thing. You have to be aware of your strengths, your vulnerabilities, and your fears. So we can then put in perspective where we need to go in regards to self-confidence, okay? So understanding that the very first step is self-awareness. Number two, I really feel like cultivating true self-belief from within. And this commences with the narrative that we've been nurturing within ourselves. What that means in English is what does your self-talk sound like? Because when we have days that are consumed by thoughts of inadequacy, comparing yourself unfavorably to others, you unwittingly reinforce this perception. So here's an example. I have a really good friend who bought a beautiful laser machine to make amazing laser things. Like you can laser leather, you can laser metal, you can do all kinds of stuff. And she's very artistic. And I love her and adore her. And I, if she's listening, you know who you are, okay? <laughs> Hopefully this is bringing a smile to your face and not tears. <laughs> the other day she says to me, I had another friend buy a laser machine and I see her being so successful with all of her merchandise she's making. And she says, I am so jealous. And in my mind, the first thing I said is, oh my goodness, girl, Look at all the things you have accomplished since you've bought that laser machine. Maybe your priorities have changed since you've purchased it. And maybe you are doing other things with your life. She has dogs. She's doing some training. She's doing some personal fitness. She's gone through some schooling to better educate for her position at work. So she's graduated I mean, she has certificates, she has all the things. And I'm like, the laser machine is put on the back burner. Doesn't mean that you're not being able to do that, but it was her listening to her negative self-talk that put her kind of in a funk, in a sad mood. And it's okay, these are your insecurities. When we have those thoughts of inadequacy and comparing ourselves to others, right? It really just truly reinforces this very perception. And when we do that, we're conditioning our mind to magnify only those aspects that bolster this viewpoint, right? Our imperfections, our insecurities, and the like. And it really will diminish our strengths. Because when she does find the time to get on the laser machine, her work is beautiful. I can't think of what they're called. Oh, Christmas ornaments. I've bought some Christmas ornaments. I've seen some of her, I've seen some of her products with her hats. Super cute adorable stuff. And one of the things that we know is that, listen, priorities do change. They absolutely change. So the question is, what are you saying to yourself? Because again, the narrative of our own insufficiency, sometimes we have to remember in response to our own self-talk, guess what our mind's going to do? Get ready. <laughs> guess what our mind's going to do? It's going to be like that loyal soldier and follow your orders right? It's going to follow your orders. That's what our mind's going to do. But here's the truth. These are mere cognitive distortions, far from accurate, far from an accurate portrayal of reality. 
Okay, so in my mind, many years ago, I took a group of women to Dog Mountain. This is, Google it, it's Dog Mountain in Washington State, and it is nothing but switchbacks. The elevation is high. It's like forever, right? You just keep going up, 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 and up. And when you're taking a break, you're taking a break on the side of the mountain. There's no flat spots in this hill at all. However, it's become very popular. And to make the very long story short, there was nine of us. Four of the ladies were a little more fit. They're, they run, they play golf, they do all the things. So they're a little more fit. And there was five of us that said, you know what? <laughs> I'm not in a race. I'm okay with just hanging back. So we separated. Those four went off and climbed the mountain and cheered at the top. And us five took our time. We were motivating. We were supporting each other. We took our breaks. We huffed and puffed. We cried. We laughed. We may peed a little bit. We encouraged others that were passing us by. We took photos. We stopped to smell the flowers. We ate. We took breaks and recharged our energy with breaks, right? We're eating. We're drinking. We're doing all the things. Three and a half hours later, we're at the top. And we are celebrating like rock stars. We were elated. But if you think about what my mind was saying in the very beginning, I am too fat to be on this mountain. I am so out of shape to be here. What was I thinking leading this group? Who am I to say that I can climb a mountain? Oh my gosh. Now, mind you, it's not Mount Everest, but it was a mountain, Dog Mountain, Washington State. Google it and you'll go, oh my gosh. But when you look at the top and the photos at the top, picture me there because I was there high-fiving all my other friends. And then you realize when you get to the top, your legs are sore, your breath is heavy. You're also so proud of the moment that you took because it took three and a half hours to get up there. But I was so proud that I didn't stop. I didn't stop and say, no, I am out. I started listening to the positive mindset. Wow, what, if, what are you going to do when you get to the top? Is As I was saying, one foot in front of the other. As people behind me said, you got this, Nick. You can do this. Let's go, girl. As I was saying the same things to them. We were encouraging each other. So we have to ask ourselves, what are we saying to ourselves? Because we're going to believe it. Our thoughts follow our feelings. If I'm thinking I'm too heavy to be on the mountain, I'm then going to feel out of shape, unworthy of being able to even attempt it. I'm going to feel embarrassed because what happens if the fat girl gets stuck on the side of the mountain? What happens if I fall? What happens if this, all those feelings were true. And then my actions would have been, nope, I'm turning around. I'm going to stay in the car. And when you stay in the car, what are the results? You don't get to experience any of it. You don't get to experience the trial, the laughter, right? The friendships. You don't get to experience the top of the mountain with the fresh air and the breeze and the wildflowers we're to die for. You don't get to experience the, the view of the, of the river. You don't get to experience any of that. But the minute you change your thought, and my thought was, okay, I can do this one foot in front of the other. I'm not running a marathon. I can do this. That's my thought. Now, my feeling is... I'm not going to run a marathon, so I am going to feel like giving up. I'm going to feel tired, and I'm going to feel frustrated. And my actions were one foot in front of the other. Boom, one step, boom, one step, boom, one step. And the result was what? An amazing celebration at the top. I did it. 
I did it. They did it. We did it together. All of us were like, woohoo. Just remember that whatever your mindset is saying, whatever it is that you are saying to yourself, it's going to be followed by your feeling, your action and results. So if you want to change your results, change your thoughts. Okay. Because envision an alternative scenario. What if instead of perpetuating the story of defeat that currently binds you, you embark on the journey of reshaping your inner dialogue. I love that. What happens if you change your thought? Your actions will be different. What if you begin to affirm statements like, I'm discovering ways to become the best version of myself. Each day I progress, leaving it better than I found it. Every day I align more closely to my true potential. See, in this manner, by retraining your brain to concentrate on elements that reinforce this new perspective, these elements would include small victories, moments of daily gratitude, and decisions that fill you with pride. A fresh worldview would emerge, the narrative of your inherent greatness. And that, my friend, is a far more empowering story. One word of advice and one of my most effective means of altering your self-perception is through purposeful self-discovery. A method of this that I highly recommend, of course, is journaling. In fact, I've developed a 30-day self-discovering journaling challenge precisely for this purpose. It is designed to guide you through the step-by-step process of boosting your confidence, motivation, and clarity regarding your authentic self. So be sure to explore it. I'll drop a link in the show notes. But once you've gained clarity and you've set your intentions ablaze, define what self-confidence means to you. Is it about thriving in your career, nurturing, fulfilling relationships, or elevating your self-image? Clarity in your goals is paramount. Remember, your intentions are your North Star, but to reach them, you must take action. Start with small, manageable steps. You gotta make the move. Make the first move. Hashtag dare to begin. Whether it's signing up for that course you've been eyeing, taking a leap beyond your comfort zone, practicing self-compassion daily, even enjoying each step is a stride toward self-empowerment. Each step is a stride toward empowered self. And I love that. Remembering self-confidence isn't about being perfect. It's not about perfection at all. Whether it's my apple pie or how I climbed the mountain, It's not about being perfect. It's about believing in yourself. Even when you stumble, seven pie crusts later, (laughs) right? Even when you stumble three and a half hours to climb to the top of the mountain, it's about recognizing your worth, even when others don't. See, sometimes other people don't know our backstory, So I present the pie to my family like, wow, this is a beautiful, this is gorgeous. Oh, and it tastes amazing. Do they know that I spent four hours in the kitchen trying to master the crust? Nope, they do not. They do not know that. Understanding that it's about embracing your unique journey. Understanding your age is an asset, not a hindrance. We also want to cultivate a support system that cheers for your success Seeking out friends, mentors, or communities that uplift and inspire you. Don't have to tread this path alone. Lean in. I'm here for you, girl, all day long. And lastly, 
Building self-confidence is a long life endeavor. It's not a destination, but a continual voyage. Be patient with yourself and don't hesitate to seek professional guidance if necessary. I'm throwing this out there because sometimes what we become is our own worst enemy, right? In a nutshell, building self-confidence after 40 commences with self-awareness, setting clear intentions, taking actionable steps, and celebrating your individual journey. Remember, you're capable of extraordinary growth. I also wanted to give you some tips on how to work with a life coach to gain more self-confidence. Listen, yes, am I a life coach? The answer is yes. Do I have clients? Yes. Am I working life coach? Yes. All the things, yes. There are so many thousands of life coaches out there. I want to give you some tips on how to find the right one that's going to work with you, okay? Because you can do extraordinary things, but when you are being held accountable to do them, your success rate is 65%. 65% of you working with someone, and it doesn't have to be a paid coach, it could be a mentor, a girlfriend that's really gonna stick to your guns, someone who truly supports you, and maybe you've even gone that route. Listen, I've tried working out at the gym, I've going on walks or trying to find solace and support and other things that's not working out. Maybe that's the time and the sign that you say, maybe it is time to work with a life coach, but let me give you a couple tips on how to hire the right coach for you. Okay. Because again, self-confidence is personal and sometimes it helps to have a guiding hand along the way. And that's when a life coach would come in. Okay. So here's some valuable tips on how to effectively work with a life coach to boost your self-confidence. Number one, you want to define your objectives. So before you even start working with a life coach, take the time to clarify your goals and your objections. What is it that you want to achieve? How and what areas of confidence do you want to enhance? Okay, so having a clear vision will help not only you, but your coach to help tailor your sessions for maximum impact. That's what I love doing. And some women don't even know what they want in regards to where they're aiming for. And that's why I'm hired to help them with clarity. Number two, be open in the communication. Building a strong rapport with your life coach is extremely essential because we want to help you in the best way that's going to give you the maximum benefits. But if you're holding back, you're not being honest about your thoughts, your fears, or your aspirations, then it makes it very difficult. So just recommending that you be open and honest in your communication with your life coach. And of course, remember, a good life coach will create a safe and non-judgmental space for you to explore your feelings and challenges, all right? Number three, commit to the process. Committing to the process because self-confidence doesn't develop overnight. It's a journey that requires dedication and persistence. So staying committed to the coaching process, even when things get tough, your coach is there to support you along the way, every step of the way. I use a Voxer service, so it's like a walkie-talkie two-way radio, and they have access to me. But no matter what kind of access, if you're not being open and honest about what's really happening, then it makes it very difficult to truly help you in the right way. So we also want to act on guidance. So life coaches provide valuable insights and strategies to help you build self-confidence. And it really is essential to take the action on the advice and exercises your coach recommends. I am sharing these tips with you because 
when it comes to self-confidence, it is a very personal, very vulnerable thing. And what we can do as life coaches is we can help aid it to become a faster process for you. The fourth tip, I think, is it the fourth or the fifth? I apologize. One second. It is the fifth. The fifth tip is accountability. So a life coach can hold you accountable for your goals and regular check-ins with your coach will help keep you on track and motivated. And we want to express accountability as a powerful tool for personal growth. As I mentioned to you, I use Voxer. I get Voxed all the time and I have incoming messages, outgoing messages. I do photos. I can do a video. I can do all the things in which that client needs at that time. We're definitely going to have a tip called embrace feedback. (laughs) Constructive feedback is a really huge part of coaching, being open to receiving feedback and being able to use it as a tool for self-improvement. Remember, feedback is not criticism, but it's an opportunity of growth. And we as life coaches know that when you are in a vulnerable state, sometimes it can feel like it's like you're being attacked. And so we politely, very professionally will give you feedback so you have the opportunity to grow. We're also going to celebrate those milestones with you. I can't tell you how many times I have celebrated someone stepping out of their own car and they've gotten into the gym. How many times someone has gotten off the stage of giving a public speech? How many times someone has actually gotten onto a plane and we have celebrated all the things that these women are doing? How many times women have left their husband? How many times a woman has asked a man out? All of these amazing (laughs) stories of victories and they're just the tiny ones These are just the tiny ones that these women have done and they've gone on to bigger and bigger things. So we definitely celebrate your milestones with you. And then the last but not least tip with working with a life coach is to trust the process. You've done the interview. They've done an interview with you. If they are legit, they're going to say, hey, I can help you. Here's how and here's what it looks like. I, If I can't help you, usually if I can't help someone in my calls, at least they leave with some amazing resources. Once you do hire a life coach, I want you and encourage you to trust that your life coach you have chosen has your best interest at heart because they are the ones that have the expertise to guide you effectively. So trusting the process and expertise and you'll actually start seeing some meaningful progress and you'll just get there a lot quicker. The reason I gave you those tips on how to hire a life coach and helping you gain self-confidence is because again, can you do it on your own? The answer is absolutely yes. But if you're a Gen Xer like myself, we want it and we want it now. Hiring someone professionally can get you there faster. That's all that's about, okay? And I love that collaboration between you and your coach can provide valuable insights, of course, motivation, and true strategies that will accelerate your growth. We love that, absolutely love that. So listen, to recap, building self-confidence after 40 is of course a journey that begins with self-awareness. Start with self-awareness. Understanding your strengths, your weaknesses, and of course your fears is extremely crucial. Set clear intentions for what you want to achieve. Take actionable steps, no matter how small, and be sure to surround yourself with a supportive community. Remember, self-confidence is a long life pursuit. Now, where does the amazing come in? Think of how amazing your life is going to be when you've gained the self-confidence that allows you to do the things you've been holding back on. Think of the amazing life that you would lead 
on just the opportunities having self-confidence gives you. Think about that. Think about that long and hard because all the things that you want are on the other side of fear. All the things that you can do, possess and experience and cultivate is on the other side of fear. How do you get over fear? Level up your self-confidence. That's how you embrace the amazing. Level up your self-confidence and watch your world just change like you've never experienced it before. It's amazing. It's fun. It's adventurous. It's exciting. It's motivating. It's inspiring. All the things. Listen, I've got two opportunities. I've got the one that's coming up this September 14th through the 17th, You Unlocked Women's Retreat, How to Master Confidence and Clarity. If you want to join me, there are some spots left. Take a look at the website. The second thing would be, you can also email me if you want to join the waiting list for my next one. More than happy to have you aboard. It's just fun, luxurious enjoyment. And basically we do end up mastering clarity and confidence in a weekend, in a four day weekend. So that's always fun. Women's retreat. The other thing I'm going to highly recommend and and absolutely encourage you to continue to do, and that is continue to listen to this podcast. I'm going to bring you some amazing things that you have an opportunity to do exactly that. Embrace the amazing. You get confidence boost via podcast, and hopefully I inspire you to go out and rock your world. And your age is your strength, not a limitation. As we wrap up, always remember that your age doesn't define your potential. Ladies, your confidence knows no bounds. All right, until next time, of course, if you found value in this episode, don't hesitate to share. Feel free to leave me that five-star review. I always appreciate that. I look forward to the next episode, and I hope you do too. Your confidence knows no bounds. Stay empowered, keep shining brightly. Until next time, stay empowered, keep shining brightly on your unique path to self-confidence and clarity. I am Nicole Banks, and you were listening to the Nicole Banks Podcast. Looking forward to next week. See you then. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you've gained valuable insights and inspiration to help you elevate your life to the next level. Remember, success is within your reach, and with the right support and guidance, you can achieve your dreams faster than you ever thought possible. If you're ready to take the next step and level up your life, visit my website at www.nicolebanks.com. Don't forget, I spell my name with an H to learn more about my coaching program. Together, we can unlock your full potential and create the life you truly deserve. Thank you again for listening, and I look forward to connecting with you soon.